All right, so welcome to another episode of Is This Adulthood? I'm Ryan Durge. And I'm Taylor Blix. <laughs> I was waiting for you to come in there. <laughs> that, will be, that will come more natural. It will, it will. But I just want to start off by saying I appreciate you, Taylor. Um, you know, we always have our discussions before the podcast to talk about the episode. And it's nice just to like connect with a friend and talk openly to each other. And you always have such this like calm sense of self. And I just appreciate it. I love chatting with you. And I know no matter what, I can come to you and be like, hey, like, this is on my mind. Like, let's chat about it. And I feel like you feel the same way. So it's nice that even though now there's distance between us, we can't go meet up for wings and beer as easily as before, that we can still connect. So thank you for that. Yeah. And I appreciate you too. And 100% I agree. I feel like I could come to you with many things. And I love your insight as well. It's, I, I think you and I both have of course, kind of like you were in social science in undergrad. I was in science <laughs> for like two different programs. But yeah. even though our lives in terms of career and professional life has like gone two different paths, we still can kind of intersect on that like commonality of just like life and living a life. And I guess that kind of goes into what this episode is a bit about since now, you know, I'm kind of co-hosting this for a bit. Thank you, Katie. Thank you for your blessing. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, but I think as we were discussing about what we wanted to talk about, you know, this is adulthood. That's what this podcast is. And I'd love to kind of delve into what is adulthood. I love that. I love that. And this is all Taylor's idea coming up with this. I knew that we wanted to get more personal in the next episode. Uh, since the last episode we recorded at like the start of August, we weren't even officially like taking over some co-hosting duties and, it was cool to get to do that, but now it's like, okay, well now let's get to know Taylor. Let's get to know you and what your opinion on what is adulthood, because I feel like we're both going into stages where we're trying to figure that out and we're starting to figure that out, but there's still ways to go, of course. So I'm excited to chat about this. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good. It's good to delve into it. And yeah, like you said, the last episode we recorded, I didn't know it was going to be a more regular thing, which I mean, I was really excited to kind of get that <laughs> blessing, get this opportunity because I love kind of like chatting with you. And then also like, you know, I think some of the listeners and uh, that episode that last came out on like men's mental health, there was a lot of positive yeah. feedback on that. And, oh, yeah. you know, so I, I really value if other people's value, like of what we're talking about. So it's always good to get that opportunity. And yeah, it's, it's, we have to start off with like, you know, now I'm here. Let's talk about adulthood. That's what this podcast is about. I love that. I, I'm so <laughs> excited for this. And um, I think one of the biggest things that you talked about with what is adulthood is the fact that you can't let the little things take over your life and things get busy with work or school or relationships or whatever it is. And I know one of the things that you mentioned when we were talking about this before and with your notes and everything was the fact that you've got to focus on making sure that you're okay and that you're set. And what comes with that is whether it's meditation or going on a 30 minute walk. And I would love for you to talk a little bit more about that. And like our listeners out there may be struggling. Maybe they're, maybe they're feeling stressed. Maybe they're dealing with family issues. Maybe this is the first time that they're, they're on their own, whether it's dating or living on their own. So I would love for you to chat a little bit more about that. Yeah, of course. And 
yeah, when I was kind of thinking about what to talk about this episode, you know, there's like, just like lifestyle things. And I think that, uh, and like stressors, like you said, like people kind of like in adulthood, you're given with situations that you may feel uncomfortable in. It's new territory. There could be, yeah, like you may be taking care of a family member that's gotten a bit older and now you have all these new responsibilities. So it's like, how do you kind of deal with that stress that you can get from any aspects of life, be it personal, professional, whatever it is. And something that I've kind of gained to know, like from my program, naturopathic medicine, but just kind of trying to, you know, my mother kind of passing down this more holistic lifestyle is with exercise and, you know, kind of having more of a consistent set of exercise, because I think that people have this conception or like misconception in a way that exercise is only lifting weights. And of course it's not, you know, a 30 minute walk every day is just as good and maybe even a bit better because there's, there's cool science I'm not going to get into. Uh, I could, but kind of showing that, you know, walking and being outside in nature helps lower anxiety. So even if you have that forest path by your house, like I know here in Toronto where I'm located, you know, you got the Don Valley. There's actually a lot of cool little areas where the city has done a good job keeping nature there. So doing things like getting out of your room, you know, getting out of your house, your space, even if it's on the street you know, middle of downtown, wherever you may be getting for that walk. And I like, that's a big thing is like exercise. But the main thing is like, it doesn't need to be a weightlifting exercise. It can be as simple as like going for a a 30 minute walk every day. And that really helps kind of, you know, gives us time to think too. And maybe, maybe even, you know, it's good to have that music, but maybe try that walk without music and just try that. That's something that like I'll do sometimes where, you know, don't have that music in and have kind of like, time to think and really contemplate on things and yeah and taking the nature and the sounds of of people and maybe even it makes me think sometimes because it's like I sometimes even have my headphones on talking on the phone with someone and Mm -hmm. if the call ends sometimes I'll just keep them in because they're already there and it's one of those things where like maybe people don't approach you like especially like me where I'm in a new city what if someone wants to approach me and say hi like you just never know and you know you can almost with your headphones in you're kind of isolating yourself from the world so I like that idea of once in a while going out without your headphones in and just taking in nature and taking in your surroundings doesn't need to be all the time I'm not (laughs) not, I'm not telling you it needs to be that but try it out see how it kind of like makes you feel and it's something that yeah it's it's something that you don't think about because we're just so used to our music and I love my music and I love having, I got over the head like headphones that are noise canceling and it's great, but the sound of nature or you're going by a river, the sound of the river flowing and stuff. And yeah, just, it it helps you really embrace that whole experience uh, of kind of like that relaxation to ultimately try and help reduce like that stress from whatever your adult life is, uh, is experiencing because uh there's a lot of it out there do you have experience with that where you've gone out on a walk to clear your head and it's totally just put you in a whole other mood than what you were feeling I can I can talk about uh a really recent one it was more so you know about a month ago and it was kind of it was when I was over a month ago when I was kind of getting into this relationship that I'm now in that we talked I talked a bit about last 
uh, episode. It was prior to that episode. It was before we had started officially going out. And, you know, we were kind of messaging. And I think I just got in my head about some things that I started a little bit anxious, just like questioning. But again, it was like me in my own room by myself and my own thoughts. Yeah. And instead of like messaging back and like maybe getting into something or making her think that I may be like, you know, like, why is this guy like being like not really confident as like he usually is or... You know, I just, I thought to myself, I'm like, wait, whenever I'm with her in person, everything's good. This may just be one of those anxiety ridden thoughts of like me just like, oh, is like, am I good enough? Is this all this stuff, Uh, which happens to everyone. And so instead of messaging her, I put my phone down and I went for a walk. You know, I live close to the Don Valley, luckily like a path. And I went on this like forest walk and it was good. Like, you know, it. I didn't message her that night, didn't need to. And like the next time we saw each other, it was like, it was great. And I was happy that, and I think that's something I've done in the past is I would send that text or I would get like really anxious about it. And, you know, everyone like texts can also be misconstrued. So like when someone gets like a lot of like anxious type texts, like who knows what that's going to make them think about you. Yeah. And so, yeah. That's something that recently, and I'm like, I know my walks are good for me, so I need to like put my phone down. I don't, I don't need to say anything for the rest of the night. We've already had good conversations up to this point that nothing more needs to be said. Anything more is just me trying to like validate or trying to get yeah, an answer sooner get, than get an what's answer it. sooner. Yeah, you're preaching to the choir. I mean. <laughs> Uh, I I mean, I've told you that, you know, it's kind of a trigger for me sometimes when people ignore me Mm -hmm. and that could be, you know, in a message and you don't hear back from them for a while, whereas usually you hear back from them like pretty quickly. And that's been like throughout my life with like close friends and people that I'm dating. And I I feel like I've, I've gotten, I felt like I got a little bit better, but then once in a while things will slip in where it's like, oh no, like I'm feeling anxious because you know, I didn't get a text back from my friend. And it's like, now, do they not like me? Are they ignoring me because they don't like me? On the last time we met up or the last time we we had a phone conversation, did I uh, bring something up that they didn't like? Or you know what I mean? And you start getting your head about it. And it's so true. It's like, sometimes you just got to step away from it Mm -hmm. and go on a walk. And if if you keep messaging them, it could just push them away further. And, and I, trust me, I have to remind myself of this. I'm not like telling all of our podcast listeners that I'm perfect with that because I'm definitely not. But it's, it's interesting that you said that a lot of the time, it's just you getting in your own head. Yeah. And I've seen that before. I think I saw it on Twitter or Instagram or something where it's like, mm-hmm. you're feeling anxious or you're feeling like someone doesn't like you uh, because I definitely feel that way sometimes. And it, it's, it's good to step back and, and ask who told you that. And then when you answer yourself, because most of the time it is you telling yourself, oh, they don't like me now, that then you can, you can ask yourself, like, where, where did that come from kind of thing? And you start being like, okay, wow, like, I made up this whole scenario in my head. And maybe sometimes you're right. Maybe sometimes people do kind of drift away, right? Yep. But it, it doesn't help to keep pushing to get them back because it just may push them away further. And again, I remind myself of this. Uh, but... I think that that's really important to remember 
because especially if you have anxiety or you overthink things and i know whenever i used to drink like drink too much i would think about that like if if i drink and went out with friends and then the next morning i literally be like oh my gosh like did i say something like like that makes me look dumb or did i did i push away my friends or whatever right and i would just be like do they not like me now? And so then I just, I stopped drinking. Like I'd have like one or two beers and I'd be fine the next day. But it's still, I still get anxiety sometimes if I feel like someone's ignoring me because I, I start thinking like, why are they ignoring me? Yeah. You know? And you see them maybe post online and you're like, oh, they're posting online, but they haven't answered back my text and stuff. And it's like, it doesn't mean that they don't like you, right? No. It could just mean that other things are going on and that they were going to reply later or that they know that the conversation is going to be longer than what they have time for right now, right? And yeah. I have to remind myself of that. And it's a process. <laughs> I think, no, but Ryan, I think we all do. And I think it's like, it, it's completely fair, like what you're saying and kind of going back to when those thoughts happen, why not go for a walk or even, you know, meditation and going for a walk in nature is a form of meditation. Everyone kind of like, thinks oh I gotta sit still and breathe and I can't do that you know uh, I know my mom she loves to like stencil like get those like uh books of like stencils like black and white stencils and she has a big thing of coloring pencils and like she'll color in and that's her form of meditation right she also likes yoga but you know it's things of when stressors in our adult life either interpersonal relationships maybe even something going on at work where hey, I just need to take a step back from this for like a bit because or else I'm going to be overthinking it. Maybe I'll say or do something that I'll regret in the future. So it's about kind of like, you know, as you grow up, you try and like get those tools to put in your toolkit. To, yeah. yeah, like, like yeah, meditation. And some, some other things I wrote down, you know, this is this one I like. I think of Ellen DeGeneres. Dance like nobody's around. That's a, that's an awesome one. I think like sometimes I do that in my room. I no shame. Do you? Yes. Do you dance I, in your I room? Will, I will dance. You know, I don't go to the clubs anymore. Uh, university, you know, it, as you know, not it, it, university. It's a time of the past, but there was a good amount of going to bars and clubs. But what I loved about that the most was the dancing, and not like dancing with people. I just loved dancing on the dance floor, and I didn't know what it was about it, and Ellen DeGeneres is always like, let's dance. I'm like, honestly, it's a great way to like release yeah. emotions and kind of like stress. But yeah. Can that... you show us some of your moves right now? <laughs> Come on. I feel like it's a good introduction to the listeners if they're watching on Instagram TV or YouTube. I just like, uh, 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 uh. I don't know. Just like move, move with my arms a bit. I I'll like just... that. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. No, it's good. It's all about the confidence. I could tell that you had some confidence there. Again, no no shame. No shame. I'll, I'll try and try and try and do that for the listeners. So maybe they'll do it. Since I just did it on camera, you guys can do it not on camera. I just, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I want to dance. I'm like sitting in my bed, so I can't really like uh, uh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I know what you mean. It's like that sometimes makes you feel good and just dancing to a good beat and like getting your heart rate up and dancing with people and the music and the lights. And yeah, we don't have it right now, but that's such a good point. It's like if you even hear a song in your car or something, like yeah, why not just jam out to it? 
Hey, I know I you, do that sometimes. I you do it. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, I feel like I'm probably, there's probably some Snapchats out there somewhere of me <laughs> dancing and, you know, someone else filming it, of course. No distracted course. driving. No distracted driving. Nope, not here. <laughs> so what else do you have on your list there? So another thing, and this actually comes from uh, a professor of mine said literally within the first week of school, this is something that I know you're going you're gonna to love because everyone does yeah. it is eating a meal without any distractions so not oh. watching tv and and i'll i'll go into it a bit because you know if we're watching something like we usually do and of course i like i always did it but you know a meal can be like very nourishing that's like important healthy diet and stuff but any kind of meal but so let's say you're watching the news and just like any news there's bad news like in terms of like let's say you're talking like some kind of political thing and there's like some kind of like event that just happened or even a show that makes you really stressful well you're becoming stressful so you know there's different there's like the parasympathetic which is the like rest relax nervous system and sympathetic which is like fight or flight nervous system and so when you're watching a show that makes you stressful you're actually activating the sympathetic nervous system and that is not the nervous system that helps you rest and digest. Oh. So to actually like really digest, get all the nutrients out of our food, it's best to try and sit and eat without any distractions. You know that, you know, in the new Canada's food guide, I know they mentioned eating with people, of course, COVID being times like yeah. that isn't possible, but it doesn't mean that you can't eat and just, you know, if you have a patio, eat outside, look at the, like, look outside in the horizon, kind of like enjoy, appreciate the nature around you, or just like being inside. And, you know, even listening to music, anything that can like emotionally uh, spark you or activate you, it can actually have an effect on our digestion. So that's wow. another form of like meditation is just eating without distractions. I like that. So does that mean that you shouldn't be looking at your phone either while you're eating? Oh my goodness, Taylor, I don't know if I can do that. But hey, it would be it would be worth a try. It would be yeah. worth a try, yeah, for 10 minutes to just sit there and eat if, and just take in your thoughts and yeah. If, if your phone is going to give you anxiety or, you know, you're thinking about that text, like, and that's something that uh, I don't know if we talked about in previous podcasts, maybe, but just trying to kind of get away from technology a bit. I don't know if we have talked about that. I, I, maybe in Did the self-love. but Did like, we? Okay. Perhaps, perhaps. Again, that was like a month ago we recorded it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, kind of like that. But the whole reason, you know, the logic behind getting away from technology is it kind of keeps us in that go, go, go state. Because when we're with our phone, we're going to be connected to the world. We're going to get, you know, you know, tweet kind of like, oh, something just came out. or and you're, And us we want to know like yeah. people like you and i were like yep what is it right away yeah. but it can make us excited maybe it makes us stress maybe it makes us anxious and now that different nervous system that's all about the fight or flight which is there for you to fight or flight well when you're sitting and trying to digest food you don't need to be activating like that part of your body you're so, so right again it's hard but it's like hey try it once or like try to do it like once a week like just it's about slow, slowly, like integrating it and stuff. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the thing. And that's the key is that you can try it once and see how it goes. 
yep. and how you like it. And it may take a while for you to get used to. So if you kind of like it or it's something new, why not keep trying it? So no, I appreciate that. Yeah, that was, that was something that it's taken me about two years to be able to do, to be honest. Cause I know like I learned that first week of first year and I'm like, no way I'm doing that. <laughs> no, it's hard. No way I'm not watching Netflix and eating my food. Like I got yeah. to be up to date with my like episodes and stuff, but I don't even know if the trashy reality TV that I like will be as good without my, my junk food, you know, <laughs> probably will be, but you know, in my yeah. mind, I'm like, you know, I it's turn still, it on and I'm like, I got to make myself sure. something. Exactly. Yeah, like Both guilty are guilty pleasure. pleasures, but I don't feel too guilty about it. No, no, no. Exactly. <laughs> I, lo I love that. And I think another thing that you mentioned, I can't remember if I've mentioned it already, but the key of uh, connecting with your inner child in a way, right? Mm -hmm. Is that is that the right terminology? It was like connecting yeah. with your, your inner child as far mm -hmm. as like how you were as a kid and how you remember you were and the passions that you had and yeah, it's it's about like kind of still remembering to play, and that that still word, remembering to play. Okay. Yeah, and but I think what you just said is an even better interpretation of it, like connecting to that inner child of, hey, when I was just dancing there, that's me connecting to my inner child. Like that's yeah. Like you know, you see those kids that don't care about who's watching them or who's around them. They don't have that bias, or they don't have that kind of like oh, someone's watching me and now I need to act a certain way. They do what they want. And, yeah. you know, uh, and I remember when we were discussing this prior, I was kind of saying, like, I've noticed at those water parks, you get, you know, obviously all the kids playing, but I've seen, like, young adults in there, in the water park, playing with their kids. I'm like, they're enjoying that. Like, yes, they're doing it because their kids are there and that, but, like, there is a part of them that's helping that, like, helping them connect back to their inner child, remembering yeah. to play because what is adulthood like we always we think it's serious we think it has to be like no fun no play the only way to succeed is to like be stressed all the time or not not that but the only way to the, succeed is to like be constantly going going but we need to take breaks to like kind of yeah. keep playing and I, I i think that what you put what you said is a really good way of like embracing that inner child well yeah and it's true and i think that you know going through life like that where there's no fun at all i mean i think like i was saying to you before i think there's a balance where obviously in your career you want to focus on doing well and there are going to be long long days at times and you know sometimes you you want to put in you want to put in that extra effort and prove what you're made of and you know it's going to take some work right? Like as a kid, you don't have any responsibilities. Even in university, I found, yeah, there's some stresses, but I could have a nap at three in the afternoon and not have to feel judged at all. And then I could go out later that night. I did so many essays the night before, like, you know, and then you get old and you're like, that isn't very attainable or that isn't very, um, what's the word when you, you know, continue, continue it yeah, on. Yeah. It, it's just not realistic. Sustainable. Sustainable. It's not, you don't it's not, think it's realistic to like what a real adulthood type life is. You're like, I can't do that. There's no way. Exactly. You realize pretty quickly that it's not sustainable. So yeah. I think that there's obviously a balance, but I think you're so right. Have that time to yourself where you're just focused on what makes you happy. And maybe that's calling a friend. Maybe that's going on a walk. Maybe that's dancing around your condo apartment or house, you know, or your residence. And yeah. I think that, 
like, you know, just like how we just saw you dance in your residence room. That was amazing. Um, I think that it's important. Oh. <laughs> no, I love it. I know. Yeah, we yeah. just got to play it on loop. <laughs> exactly. Okay. <laughs> now you're pushing it. No, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, you know, I just thought of a topic that um, I think ties into growing up as an adult, but, you know, how do you respond to conflict? Like, how do you respond yeah. to a moment where maybe it's a friend or maybe it's a significant other that you have some kind of disagreement with? You know, how do you respond to that? Because I feel as though, you know, when I was growing up, I would respond right away. And it would be like, I wouldn't even think about biting my tongue. I would just respond right away. And obviously everyone has moments. I probably still have moments like that. But I feel like as I've gotten older, you just realize that it's like, it's not even worth it. Like, it's better to take a step back and or try to talk it through if you can in the moment. But other than that, sometimes time is just the thing that you need to, to be able to heal an argument or whatever it may be. Yeah, and I think time is a big part of it. Like patience is a virtue. Like that patience, you don't have that as a child. And only kind of when you're um, given responsibilities as an adult and you learn that things don't come right away, there's not instant gratification, you help to build that patience. But, you know, our patience is always being tested. Our patience is in many different ways. But I think to respond to that conflict question, one thing I would say is don't fight fire with fire. And Mm -hmm. I think as a child, we're really quick to blame others and not take onus of it on our own. And then maybe scream back at our parents or some sort of that you're kind of, you're fighting fire with fire. And hey, there's a lot of adults that don't take responsibility for their, they don't take onus of that was their fault. So I think the best way to go about it when you're truly adulting or whatever verb verbiage we're going to use is taking responsibility that, you know, whenever there's a conflict, it takes two to tango. So it's always maybe reflecting on what, you were responsible in that conflict because there's never a one-way street. And when you say it's completely their fault, when you completely put the fault on the other person because of the conflict, well, that's not really responsible. That's not really being aware of it. But within that, you need patience to be able to do that. You need patience to be able to tell yourself to take the time of, I'm not going to respond right now because I know if I do, it's going to be emotional and then I'm going to get an emotional response back and it's just going to go nowhere. So that is true in any kind of adulting, like adulthood type situation. As we grow up, there's going to be conflict. And so I think patience, time heals all, as they say, that's like the great grandmother wisdom of someone or the trees told us, I don't know. But yeah, time heals all. And I I do truly believe that. And so in order for time to heal, you need to have that patience. But that's so hard. And me even saying this, I feel hypocritical because I know, you know, patience is something that I've had to practice so much. But yeah, it's uh, I think that's the best way to try and answer that. I don't know. What do you think for the conflict? I, I agree. I think that the moments where it's just like, 
you know what, I'm not even going to text back right now or something is upsetting me and I just need to go on a walk or I need to listen to music or I'm just upset. So I'm just not going to respond at all. I find that sometimes then when you go away for a day and you come back, you're like, why was I even upset? You know what I mean? Sometimes you're like, that was kind of like silly, you know, like obviously there's two people, but like at the same time, sometimes you're like, yeah, I probably, it's probably better that I didn't respond because everything worked out. You know, I was overthinking it. So I, I think it goes back to what you're saying about like putting technology away and like, yeah. if you can just like going on a walk or just like having a meal where it's just you and the food. And I think that stepping away from it, you're right, is key. And yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. And uh, I mean, talking about that, and we're kind of on the topic of responsibilities and something, I'll give a shout out to my classmate and friend, Mike Tung, uh, asking him about, you know, what do you think adulthood is? And something- Hi, Mike. Hey, Mike. Uh, hey, Mike. <laughs> something he said is, you know, embracing responsibility. And in so mm -hmm. many ways of- when you go off to university for the first time and you're completely on your own and you're hours away from your parents and you have to cook your own meals, make your own bed, do your own laundry, sort your own garbage, which not enough people do. Uh, but all those things are responsibilities that are now put on you. And in order to achieve adulthood and maturity, you have to embrace them. And yeah. that, that can be uncomfortable. And so I think that's a big thing of what is adulthood. It's about embracing those responsibilities that are put upon us, either university, like maybe, maybe, maybe a family member got sick. And now all of a sudden we have all this like ownership and responsibility of other family members that they were in charge of. And so there's so many aspects, but the main thing that underlying is like having that respons responsibility but being willing to embrace it. I've never, sorry for anyone that's going to judge up there, but I've never been the making a bed person. I know you mentioned it. And my friend said recently that you should make your bed every day. He read, he heard that somewhere, read it somewhere. It helps with your day. I get it. Right. And there are times where I do it and it's nice to come home with a made bed. I get all the value of it, but I just never got in the habit of it. Maybe one day I'll get into it. It'll be part of my new responsibilities like we're talking yeah. about, but that's just an example where, because I'd always lived with family and just had my room as my space. And now I have a condo that's a one bedroom. My room, I mean, I don't want you to see it right now. But like, there, there's, some, there's some clothes on the ground. I try to keep it pretty clean. But it's funny because then the whole kitchen area, the whole living room area, the bathroom, everything I keep like so immaculate and like clean. And it's, it's interesting because until you you end up getting more responsibilities like we're talking about as an adult. Um, you don't realize that. And then, and then you're like, you know, you're proud of yourself because you're like, wow, like exactly like this is adulting and I think I'm doing okay. And you learn. And, you know, I never realized that I need a broom. I need a Swiffer and I need a vacuum. I'm like, I thought I'd be fine with just a Swiffer. Nope. I need a vacuum too. Okay. I thought I'd be fine with those two. Nope. I need a broom as well and a pan. And it's like all these things set up and you're like, oh my gosh, like, is this what adults have to deal with? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I, I, well, I think, you know, I think day by day is what it is. But I mean, I think that's what you've been doing is you've just been trying to take it day by day. And it's like, yeah. okay, today I got a vacuum. And okay, tomorrow I'm going to have to get a broom because yeah. now there's all these other things. So it's the best thing to do is like taking that, those responsibilities 
day by day. And, you know, even though I'm living in a house now, or I mean a residence now, I remember living in uh, student housing in my undergrad and right. having to clean the kitchen, living with uh, five other guys. And boys can be messy, as some of you may have heard. Uh, and so, yeah, like, there is a lot of that responsibility that I think kind of made me grow up a bit where I'm just going to take charge and just do it. That's the type of person I, I am where yeah. I don't mind. For me, I need to cook with a clean space. So I would wash my roommate's dishes and really? clean them and dry them and put them away because I needed to have a clean sink to be able to wash what I was using to cook in afterwards. But because that's what I need, I was doing that. And I wasn't going to try and you know, some, obviously they would clean after themselves, but just like anything, people, school, uh, you get really caught up in stuff that you forget those things. And, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be a parent to them. I'm not gonna tell them what to do. So sometimes I would just go ahead and do that. But I feel that that kind of uh, helped me, thrust me into kind of like knowing, oh, you know, it's not fun. (laughs) It's, it, when I, the, because of how I live and what I need, now I kind of know and, uh, you know, you need to put that effort in. And yeah, it's just kind of a, a day by day thing, embracing those responsibilities as they come. But I guess it's also having that mindset, having that problem solving type of mindset that I think you gain as you live on your own, as you are faced with challenges that you never had in a secure home with your parents or grandparents or whoever you grew up with that was taking care of you. And they were embracing those responsibilities. They were embracing the hydro bill and, you know, and just the different things that I think that is a big part of what adulthood is, is just um, taking day by day, but having that mindset to, I can do this. It's not going to be fun but I can do this. And that, that's really important for sure. <laughs> I, I appreciate that because you're right. Even though it's not always fun, it's like, you've just got to, you just got to do it. And I yep. think that that sounds like that's how you are. You just got to do it. And that's how I'm becoming, I mean, taking it day by day, but it's right. It's like, well, if you're, if you don't do it, who's going to do it. But I mean, obviously, you know, living with family, a lot of that stuff gets done and then yep. university. Okay. Well now you have to do laundry and you know, I forgot about that, that you lived with five other guys. That's so true. You have more experience with that world than I do. And I'm older, you know, I'm a year older, but I, I never had that because I lived in residence because Mm -hmm. I was a residence assistant. So I could go to the cafeteria and get my meal plan, get my meals made. And, and, you know, they, there was a cleaning person that cleaned my bathroom and vacuumed the halls and did all these things, you know? So all I had to do was make my bed, which I didn't do. And, <laughs> and, and then I lived with my grandparents where, you know, a lot of stuff was done as well. Yeah. So this is my first time that I'm really experiencing it. And there is a little bit of a sense of like ownership and freedom that comes with it. I find like keeping your place nice and having friends over and then comment on like, oh, they like it or it's such a nice place and things like that, where it's like, okay, like I'm doing something right. I'm learning that I need like three different things, a Swiffer, a vacuum and a broom, but it makes it all worth it, you know? Yeah. Well, you, so. get it, you get that kind of pat yourself on the back feeling at the end of the day of, okay, I just met these challenges that I didn't think were, I didn't know of, I wasn't aware of 
prior yes. to this. And then because of who you are, your intellect, your response, your own responsibility that, you know, your parents, the people around you have helped ingrained in you, you were be able, you were able to, you had that mindset and were able to meet those challenges and accomplish them. And then that just only kind of positive feedback loop helps you go further. And now, okay, dealing with my hydro bill and everything else that kind of goes in, insurance, taxes, all yeah. these things that in high school we don't think about or even or learn or, or really learn. Or learn. I know that's a that's a whole we other that's high a whole other yeah. What's with this education system? No, but uh, you know, no, I mean obviously there's going to be laps in all of that. And I know they have been changing the education system. Yeah. I, re I remember because of my experience living with like, you know, housemates and other people, home ec is a course in high school that is an elective. And sometimes people look at it as kind of like, oh, that's an easy course. I think home ec should be required. I think that Me should too. be mandatory. I Me think we too. should all gain those cooking skills because, you know, adulthood cooking is really important and food and food prep and it's so easy to go out and get those fast food or order uber eats now that it's in on our phone and it's literally yeah no don't worry we all <laughs> i but, just cover my face because but, i i haven't checked that box off in adulthood yet hey, the cooking that's, <laughs> that's okay that's okay that's something that i think because of my program and the people around me and it's so nutrition based that i go out yeah. in like the communal kitchen and these upper years are cooking these like balanced meals i'm like hey i need to start adding more veggies to my okay i can't just have rice and chicken i need to like have a little broccoli on the side <laughs> yeah. or having a more balanced diet. But that's something that I think is a whole other step of adulthood is the right. food and cooking for ourselves. And something I know, and I'm sure this is maybe why you can attest to why you haven't checked that box off. And I, I love cooking personally and I hate starting to cook though. Like yeah. the actual energy and thought it takes to start cooking and prep. And I got to, cut up onions yes. and I got to cut up and I got to prep for it now because I've been doing it more better last like the last couple of years like I started in my undergrad and two years of being in school here I tried to cook a lot of my meals and like kind of meal prep which is so hard to get to but even then and even though once I'm cooking I'm like I do like this I know and still have that like I hate to start it and then yeah. I think that's what kind of stops so many people from doing it because it just, I don't know if it's this lazy mindset we all have. I don't want to say lazy. That's such a negative word, but I have it too, where I just don't want to start it. And even had this conversation with my girlfriend over the weekend when I was over there and we like to cook meals together, but it's funny. I'm like, I realize I just, there's this I'm honest, like an, almost an energy gap that you need to like push through. And it takes a lot of energy to push through that to be able to start cooking. But I think that's a big thing that maybe, again, it's uncomfortable. It's, we've been used to it. Uh, you know, in your undergrad, even throughout the years, you're a residence advisor. So you're going to the cafeteria, that instant gratification that I have to prepare for 20 minutes. I have to, no, I want to eat right now. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what I was going to say is that it is, it is that instant gratification. And I think for me, it's like when I'm hungry, I just want to eat something. And I don't feel as passionate about prepping and putting it together. Like Katie Jones, 
she loves to cook. Like she, she enjoys doing it. She tells me about, oh, I did this, or I cooked this and I did that. And it's one of those things where like, I just don't feel passionate about cooking. Maybe if I got more into it, I would. And I don't think I'd be bad at it. But yeah. even for me, it's like, oh, like, did you cook? Well, I put something frozen into the oven and heated it up <laughs> to me. Like, it's like, okay. Or like, I just recently learned how to grill. Someone taught yeah. me how to grill. My friend taught me how to grill. And that felt like a big deal because I never, it was always done, you know, for me by my mom. And so it's one of, the, or my grandpa. And it's one of those things where like, learning that felt good because it's like okay this isn't that bad and it does feel kind of good to have like a fresh nice burger that I made rather than getting it from a restaurant so I'm making some progress not there yet but <laughs> I can appreciate why people enjoy doing it yeah I get it no yeah and oh grilling I love to grill I wish I could have a grill on the patio and you know yeah. that's, not having a house or even living in a condo it's like whenever I go back to my parents house you know, and they're maybe cooking it. I'm like, can I cook the burgers? Because I just kind of miss that sometimes it is. But I think you're right. It's kind of having that I cook this and something I always said, and I only realized this in university when I started cooking those meals for myself is the food tastes better. To be honest, I yeah. that's kind of what I got of even if, um, you know, I'm eating at home and I eat a meal that we always eat all the time and I kind of am tired of it. Well, if I go and cook that meal on my own, I'm going to gobble it up. I'm going to be like, this is so good. And maybe it's kind of that self gratification of, yeah. wow, I made this. So for all you listeners out there that, yeah, it's easy to put the frozen frozen food in the oven <laughs> that is still a form of cooking. Maybe add a, add a little extra things on it over top. Okay. You can always like add fresh veggies to cut up, put on that frozen pizza that you have, or, you know, kind of adding little seasoning like oregano or something to kind of jazz it up. And that can just be the start. And then maybe it hopefully inspires to kind of further it. And I started slow. It's been, you know, eight years, seven, eight years of me kind of cooking on my own of of yeah. course going back home for the summer it's a bit different but still being on my own that it started off with my first main meal was like a chicken breast with like sweet potatoes and rice but that's carbs on carbs on protein there's no like you do get complex carbs with the sweet potatoes it's somewhat veggies but you want to add some green you want some color in that meal you know and so but I cook that for it's a healthy meal and that was something that I looked up online and just look up online, great recipes. It's so simple. You just look up the recipes online and usually it's like 10, 15 minutes to prep, like 20 minutes to cook. And it's just about it's prepping before you get that, like kind of knowing I'm going to get hungry a bit. Maybe I should start prepping now. Yeah, no, no that's true. Hard. Plan it's it out. Hard. But I love how you mentioned frozen pizza. I feel like you just know me so well. It's like, <laughs> you're like, you're putting in a frozen pizza. I mean, you're right. You're right. So. But that's what so, most people, it's a good, I love frozen pizza. I'll still buy frozen pizza because like yeah. exam time or anything when I'm like, this is a busy day. Cool. Pop in a frozen pizza. Love it. But spice it up a bit, literally yeah. or figuratively. So yeah. I feel like we've covered a lot in this episode. I was wondering, was there anything else that you wanted to mention on the topic of this is adulthood? adulthood i know and i and i know we this is like more of a fun episode or just kind of like you know ad living a bit and i always try not to get too philosophical which i i love i love to you just know me i, I love to uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 that but i think 
like kind of to end it on a more positive note and you know kind of talking at the good the bad the ugly like there can be an ugly side of adulthood where we get pushed down and mm-hmm. this really uh cool story that i heard recently and it's about you know this donkey that is kind of put in a, the donkey is like kind of has a broken leg it's not really working anymore the farmer kind of puts it in the well and they're pretty much trying to like bury it alive in a sense which is really sad but every time they put dirt into the well the donkey steps up onto that dirt and they keep putting dirt and the donkey oh. keeps stepping up and stepping up until soon it's at the same level of the well and it walks right off and wow. i think that's a nice story that it's about you know when we get pushed down as we will in life in adulthood with so many things about pushing back up like not letting that dirt pile over top of us stepping over it and moving up and it can be slowly it can be one step at a time and that was a really cool story i heard last week that i thought i wanted to bring to here but it's just about when you're pushed down like don't forget to push back up and with everything we've talked about the mindset the meditation the exercise the eating it helps give you that confidence, the, you know, the power to kind of push yourself back up and get up so that you don't get buried in that well of adulthood. And then one day you'll be at ground level and you'll be off, be off on your ways and it'll be wow. more smooth sailing. But yeah, I think, I think that's a, a good positive way to end it. What a great way to end this episode because it's so true. It's like, I feel like those are the things that happen as you're growing up, as you're becoming an adult. And, you know, I think that it comes a point where you do get to the top of the well and you can walk off and continue and enjoy life. And I don't think you have to always be stepping over things. I mean, once in a while, maybe once you're out of the well, you still have to encounter things on your path to success or your path to happiness, your path to love, whatever that may be. But I think the if people are trying to bring you down or just like metaphorically things are starting to bring you down. I think that that's such a good analogy where it's just like, keep, keep on going, take it day by day, realize that it's not always going to be perfect. And just realizing that there is something out there for you. There is a plan. If you're religious, like I, I pray, I pray to God. I believe God has a plan for me. And I think that just having that hope and being positive even when you feel like you can't be positive and obviously you're going to have negative moments, but trying overall to remain positive, I feel like we'll get you through it. Love it. Love it. And I love always chatting with you, Taylor Blix. Yeah, uh, remind, remind the listeners and the viewers where they can find you on social media. So I am on Facebook and Instagram, uh, just Taylor Blix, T-A-Y-L-O-R-B-L-I-X-T. Uh, hey, shoot me a message, tell me what you think, and uh, also follow This Is Adulthood, and Ryan will give you those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Instagram for Is This Adulthood is Is This Adulthood. Pretty easy, right? Is This Adulthood on Instagram. Yep. I like and it. then on Twitter, it's ITA underscore podcast. And then my Instagram is at Ryan Durgy, R-Y-A-N-D-U-R-G-Y, and the same on Twitter. Thanks for listening to another episode. I can't wait for us to do another one, Taylor. And I can't wait to, you know, once again, meet up and have drinks and wings and all of that in person. But until then, this will just have to do. (laughs) 
thank you for having me again. I am looking forward to the next one, and I hope the listeners are as well. Can't wait.